Good morning. Welcome to the Barn Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. I do appreciate it. You can get involved by calling the number there on the screen or emailing us, and I can respond to your question or comments um, as it is happening. And uh, good morning, everybody, again. These Sundays come so fast, huh? They look like yesterday we were here for Sunday service. It's amazing. Any questions or comments or anything before I get rolling? I had a Hold on just a moment before the mic. I'm sorry. sorry, sorry. Yeah, you stay on that side. Maybe I need two microphones. Yeah. So, uh, Frankie was talking earlier in the, uh -huh. in the session about when the... In the Bible class? Yeah, in the Bible class when, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher shows up, among other things. Right. And I had an experience like that this week. Um, I had, uh, I can make it a long story, and I want to make it short, so I'll skip details. But there was a, a requirement I sensed in my own job to learn how to do a certain type of work uh, that uh, dealing with upper executives, right. which is, a, it's, it's a, it's, it is its own skill. People at the top have their own language, their own way of doing things and all that. And I had been trying to figure out how to do it. Along comes one of the companies we work with, and there's a person there that I work with, was in, whenever we were reviewing what our plan would be, he would be extremely brutal and critical and negative. Uh, and I'm leading this other team right. of people. And it was a difficult choice for me to understand do I sit and learn from him? Because I was learning. You know, sometimes you have a teacher that is extremely critical, that's telling you things that right. you just don't want to hear. Yeah. So you sit and listen to it, but at the same time, you have to keep them from hurting your own ability to perform. It was a very difficult tightrope to walk. And then finally, I realized it's time to talk to them. And it's an amazing thing. All you really have to do, well, all I had to do in this situation is sit down and say, look, it's got to stop can't do the critical thing. I respect what you know, but you got to understand where we're coming from. Now, you recount it like this, it doesn't sound like much. i got to tell you, this took me five days of trying to figure out what I was going to do. So oh, okay. Scratching my head, asking people I know, acting like a baby, all that other stuff. It's an amazing thing. When the teacher comes, he may not be all polite and warm and fuzzy. Yeah. And, and when you're asking for help, it may come in a way you don't expect. So that was my yeah. big lesson. Are you religious or spiritual? Uh, I don't know. Is this a, is this a dating site? I mean, <laughs> is this like a website for dating? You know, do I like walks along the beach? And <laughs> I don't like that question. You I don't, don't think like there's it. any difference. I'm sorry? I don't think there's any difference. You don't think there's any no. difference? And I think it's a question you ask people when you're dating. I don't think it's a question. The reason I ask because I'm hearing more and more and more people say no I'm not religious, yeah. I'm spiritual. Yeah. Do you because hear that a lot now? Yeah, I've been hearing it for 15 years, you know, after I got divorced, you know, all the women do, say that. Do you know what they mean when they say no. that? No, who knows? Yeah. And who knows what my answer meant? You, who knows what? Who knows what my answer meant when people ask me that? It was, you know, yeah. BS answering BS. Oh. Sorry. That's how I feel about it. Wow. I think it's the same thing. I don't think there's any difference. I, I think if you draw that. a difference, you're making some weird <laughs> distinction that doesn't doesn't belong. I notice that whenever I have someone on my radio show and they say they are spiritual, I say, are you a Christian? No, I'm, re no, are you religious? No, I'm a, or I ask them if you're a Christian. They said, no, I'm re I'm spiritual. 
So I said, well, what do, what do you mean by that? What is spiritual? They can never tell me. So I don't think they know either. I just think it sounds good. They're trying to say they don't want you to talk to them about the Bible. Uh, they so don't the want you to beat them over the head with the Bible. So the teacher at that time kid. was who? It was, a, it was a colleague in another company that we were working together with to get a job accomplished. It's, oh, okay. And this person was just, I mean, really good, really smart, uh, cold as ice, knows his stuff, but just a rude brute. Right. Uh, and by the way, uh, not rude in the sense of impolite and unmannerly, yeah. brilliantly mannerly, just scalpel-like. And I'm sitting there taking the body blows, and eventually I'm going, all right, this is it. we got to stop because you're... You're hurting our ability to perform here. Yeah. And our guess theme what? this year is building a solid foundation. And the year has how many more months? One, two. Five full ones. This is seven months, right? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We have five more months. Right. <laughs> uh, so. It, are you building this? Well, up? this was a foundation. What I did there, yeah. I had to look at myself That's and go, right. am I being weak? Am I being patient? Am I being strong? Am I standing up for what's right? Am I standing up for my people? Yeah. Am I trying to learn? Am I chickening out and pretending I'm being patient? All that stuff. Oh, good. And man. the brain was doing all of that. Finally, I said, shut up. Oh, and good. I talked to the guy. I said, cut it out. Yes, sir. And guess what? Big deal. Yeah. He pretended they didn't understand all that. Okay, it doesn't matter. The road is clear now. We can right on. That was good. Yeah, excellent. Uh, you have a question? Well, my question concerns what you said in your radio pro, uh, program about uh, a lack of disrespect toward authority, particularly police authority. Yes. I always assumed that something like this would have been self-evident. Uh, We've been self-evident, uh, uh, but what you say that it's not only is not self-evident, uh, people are actually rebelling against it, even if it was. Right, it is. It's, you would think that would be self-evident, but it's not. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. That's a good question. I'll, I'll get into that. Um, my best friend is here today, and you had a birthday. You turned 13. Uh, 14, or yesterday, right? Take the mic, yeah. 14, and hold it. Oh, yesterday. And, uh, well, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, and you were telling me that life is a little rougher for you? Yeah. In what way? In the way, like, just, like, problems that I've been having with. A little louder for me. Just, like, problems that I've been having with my mom. Problems with your mother? Yeah. Like what? Give me an example. Not. She's not really growing up that much. She's not growing up? No. Oh, okay. She's just taking the wrong, wrong path right now. She's taking the wrong path? And how is that a problem for you? Because I don't like to see her go down. I don't want to see her go down that path. And it's, I understand that. It hurts when you see her like do drugs and that. And thinking about her dying over them. Um, a little out of her. And thinking about her dying over drugs. Yeah. You know, it's so unfortunate. The number of kids who are, 
having to deal with parents who are on drugs nowadays. It's like a whole lot of them out there like that. I know it must be hard. Um, and when you, you talked to her about it? Yeah, I talked to her last night. Yeah. And what did she say? She said she was sorry. Yeah. She said that she was sorry that it's been so long. Right. You realize that she can't help it at this point, right? Yeah, I know. That if she could do better, she would. You do realize that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who do you, do you talk to anybody about how you're feeling about it? Just my grandma sometimes. And what does she tell you? She just tells me just have to let her fall. Yeah. You live with your grandmother, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to let her go. Because. Well, it's hard letting her go. Yeah. And I understand that being your, it's your mother, you know, or father. But there's nothing you can do about it at all. And being sad about it and all that is only going to hurt you. And it's not going to make her better at all. I would just just turn it over to God so that you can grow up, have, you know, not having all that emotions and worry and stuff inside of you. You have to just let her go. Because what's going to happen, going to happen anyway. I hope she doesn't die, but if she end up dead, there's nothing you can do about it. That's what I don't want to happen. I know. Yeah, but it's messing up your life as a teenager to be worried about something you have no control over. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm sorry? I know what you mean. Yeah, you got to let it go. I know I don't have no control over it, but still try to help her. Yeah, you can talk to her when you see her, you know, be honest with her about it. But I wouldn't worry about it or get into fear about what's going to happen because it's just going to affect you and it's not going to stop her at all. Just don't hold any anger against her, you know, in the garage or anything like that against her and you'll be fine. And then whatever happens, you'll be able to deal with it. Is that it? Yeah. Everything else is fine? No other no, problems? Actually, yeah, that's it. Actually what? No, no, I just don't know um, about my dad right now. You don't know about him? What do you mean? Because my sister told me that he had, he was sick with cancer or something like that. You ever see him? Do you know where he is? In Las Vegas. Oh, I see. You want to see him? Is there a way? To, I'm sorry, you do? They can't yeah. hear you on the mic yeah. shaking here. Uh, are you able to contact him to let him know you want to see him? Nope. You don't know how to get in touch with him? Your sister doesn't know how to get in touch with him? No. She gets in touch with him through our uncle. Oh, I see. Well, tell your uncle to let him know you want to see him. You can't even get in touch with my uncle. Oh, man, what a mess, huh? Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but it's out of your control. Yeah, it all, all right? is. I'm sorry? It all is. Yeah. It's out of your control. So you just let it go. It is what it is. At least you got grandma. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else? You have a question coming? Are you right here? Oh. I want to 
asked this question. I've not dealt with this issue. I, I play around with Patrick Rooney and others on the radio about it, about the signs of the time, the end time. How many people believe that the end time is coming? Oh, okay. Some of you believe that. You, you believe that the end time is coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what does, let me go here. What does that mean, the end time is coming to you? What I believe it means is when Jesus comes back. Oh, okay. What it says in the Bible. And so you think Jesus is pretty close? Um, I don't know how close, but I do believe it's close. How did you come to believe in the end times? How did I come to believe in it? Yeah. The Bible, growing up Christian. Oh, okay. And is there evidence that the end time is happening? Is near. Yeah, from what I read, yeah. Like what, for example? Um, like all the technology, like how deep it's getting, um, just how bad the world's getting, and seems like more people that are believing in God, like the more violence is coming after that. The more people that believe in God, yeah, like, they are um, under attack? In different countries and stuff. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. They're getting more severely punished for that. Oh, okay. How old are you? 24. Oh, you look much younger. Oh. That's why I thought you were like a teenager. So oh. I thought you were I'm a little surprised. <laughs> Interesting. So what are you doing for yourself to be ready for the end time? Um, just praying, reading my Bible, making sure my two boys do the Let's same. Put the mic up a little bit more. Making sure my two boys are doing the same. Oh, okay. Interesting. You, Mark, are you believe in end times too? Yes. Oh, take the mic there. Yes, I believe in the end times. And, and why? Um, because of, you know, like Yvonne was saying, the technology is getting much more sophisticated, deeper. I they're keeping their eye on us. Big Brother is going to be everywhere, and I could see how easy it's going to be, you know, come for uh, people to force them to uh, submit all their documents, all their life histories, and whatever, <laughs> because they're getting very, very nosy and snooty. Oh. And they want to know ins and outs of everybody, and if... if uh, who is this? I, I don't know who it is. I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking it's just people who don't really believe in God that are in control. Oh. So you said they are coming for us. Yeah, I but think that... But you don't know who they are. Well, you know, the technology, people who are behind technology, and, you know, I think uh, they, they believe in the wonders of technology and how much uh, that they're going to create and take over and... You know, control it. So you don't think that technology is just coming about because of man's knowledge of making them and this is what society becomes? Well, people are so... And it makes money. They're so used to it. I mean, e even us. I mean, I remember when we had just the pager mm -hmm. and it was like only doctors had a pager, you know, back right. then. And now we had a pager and then now the cell phones are here and people don't even want to leave, go to the bathroom without a cell phone. <laughs> I know I have a friend who is attached to the cell phone. Yeah. You, um, when did you become aware of the, of the end time? 
Uh, I kind of been aware of it a long time. I who, just, who taught you? I just you? could actually escalate, and I could just see it. Who I, taught you to be aware of the entire? How old were you? I'm 60. No, I mean when you first oh, learned about first, the entire. Um, probably around 28 or so. And are you preparing for the end times? Uh, no. You're not one of. I, I'm not. I'm not worried about being prepared. I mean, I'm. I'm prepared as as much as I can be because I I can't force myself and say you, I'm ready. I just want to be ready either to die or live on. I I don't want to be caught up into. I want to be able to have the faith, and if God wants to save me, He's going to save me. Oh, okay. And are you a prepper? No. I'm not, but but I can be, <laughs> you know, and I will I will prep. I do prep even now, but you know, but I'm not looking at end times, you know. I'm I'm, you know, I'm I'm trying to survive, you know, just month to month. Oh, okay. Take care of my matters here, but but uh, I I believe if uh, whatever happens happens, and I know God's going to take care of me, uh, even if I die, He's going to take care of me. That's how I feel. Oh, okay. You got confidence. Yeah, you I have do, the confidence. He's he's really and truly there. Okay. Do you believe in the end time? Um. Yeah, but I don't think it's uh, near um, as uh, maybe in my lifetime. Why not? Um, because I, I I mean I I do agree. I see. I mean I think the end times is is the the antichrist uh, the uh, the mass uh, consciousness and you know starting in all parts of the world that. Starts moving away. Why you don't think it's near? Because I see things getting worse, but at the rate that they're going, it seems like it's it's gonna it's, it's gonna be several lifetimes before um, God is completely pushed out uh, out of uh, out of uh, the school systems, out of uh, uh, government, and that the movement, uh, the uh, the all these movements uh, to have your own morality, and that there is no universal morality starts. Taking over as a, as 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 a, as, a, as, a, as a, the belief of the times, I think that when that happens, um, it's going to be similar so to what you happened to Rome. You don't think that it's near. You don't think that it's anytime soon. Yes, I don't think that it's within my lifetime. How much more time do we have? I don't know. Uh, are you a prepper? I, they say that no. You're not a prepper. No, in that sense that I don't have gallons of water, extra water. You know, maybe I have a few uh, a gun and and, and uh, ammunition, but not not necessarily. Don't uh, tell that. Not necessarily. <laughs> uh, you know, like a, a bunch of jugs of waters and, and extra food and stuff like that. No. How did you become aware of the end times? Uh, religion. You you hear it. You you hear it in the Bible, and and you, a lot of a lot of uh, preachers and ministers really, you know, drill it down people all the time. I think they use it too, a lot of times as a scare tactic more than anything. Who don't believe in the end times? Oh, let me go here. Wow, a, a, a disbeliever. Why don't you believe it? Because the end time stuff has been going on for a long time. For a long time? I mean, uh, the things that, that we would consider horrendous behavior was normal in the Middle Ages. Uh, it was really bad then, right? You had a few people living in castles and everybody else was covered in mud and dealing in the muck. I, I just don't, I, in my own life, when I was thinking this way about uh, society falling apart and about revolution in the streets and all that, it was as little as 15 years ago. And I started making some really dumb decisions. And I, I missed You were a prepper? No, I wasn't a prepper. Oh. 
I never, I was too lazy to be a prepper. <laughs> so I, too lazy and selfish. I wasn't going to be a prepper. But so, you know, what am I going to do with all those jugs of water, right? You know. So, but uh, the decisions I made from business were stupid. Oh, I see. They were, they well, were based how about on the, things what, falling apart, making dumb decisions. About how about what the Bible has to say about the end time? Well, the Bible's been around a while. Meaning what? Meaning it's been saying it for a while. It's going to say that, it'll say the same thing a thousand years from now. It said it a thousand years ago. So you're not prepared for anything to go down? No. Wow. Do you, are you end time person? Yes, I am. And why? Well, I think we've always been in the end times. <laughs> we've been in the end times for 2,000 years. And why do you believe that? Um, I don't know. I just do. You don't know why you believe it? Mm -mm. Any proof of that? No. Nope. I just can see that uh, nothing looks right. Something's wrong. Are you prepared? So are you prepared for the end times? Yes, I am. Are you a prepper? Yes. Oh, and you're prepared for the end time? Yes. When, when is it happening? I don't know. Oh, but just in case. How old were you when you heard about the end time? I kind of thought about it when I was a little kid, really. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because when I was a little kid, I used to like, uh, you know, Indians and how they were lived off the land. and So I thought that was kind of, uh, I liked that, you know. Right. So I've always been, you know, like a Boy So Scout you were type. around with the Indians? No, I wasn't, but I used to watch TV. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> How about the same? Ryan, you believe in end times? Uh, yes, but can I say something real quick to the yeah. young man? Um, the, best, the best thing that you could do is, is, is let go. I mean, yeah. still, you still care, but be, become the best husband and father you could become. Yeah. And give that to your children. If you're not getting it yourself, you will be rewarded. That's the best thing that you can do. And That's some good advice. And work hard on getting a good wife, know the Bible, know God, It'll, all that will help you. I'm not guaranteeing it, but that's, that's the will that you got to go. That's the best thing. Excellent um, advice. End times. Yeah, the, just the dark ages, by the way, are, I mean, that was filled with Christians' wealth that they could take a year out of their lives to go on the pilgrimage to the Israel. So they weren't really living in the mud. There was an explosion of joy in universities and, and life. So it wasn't really that dark of the dark ages. There was plenty of war, though. I'll agree with right. that. But uh, end times. The, in the Bible, it says that it really hasn't been going on for 2,000 years because the Bible says that Israel will exist and be surrounded and hated. And for 1,948 years, Israel did not exist when the Bible was put together. It said in the future that Israel would exist, and, that did not, and Israel did not exist until 1948. So the end times, has, Israel has to be there for the end times to be. To process to start. Oh, okay. And so today we have Israel, and it's it's surrounded and it's hated and it's it, yeah. He just needs you to keep it to your mouth. It's surrounded, you, it's hated, and it's being attacked right now. And the wars are happening. I don't know exactly when Jesus is coming, but you know. are you prepared for it? As like a prepper? Are you a prepper? I, well, I've got stuff, but I knew I'm, you were a prepper. I'm not. I'm not. It's I am not. I'm going to your house when it happens. <laughs> I knew you were, I could tell a prepper. <laughs> it 
it doesn't bother me. I, you know, Christ will come when he comes and bam, that's it. Have you had to throw some of your stuff away because it didn't come when you thought it would come? <laughs> uh, only, the, only the wine that I'm making that smells bad. <laughs> I've got quite a bit of wine, so I'm good. You got a lot of wine? That's the best way to do I'm it. Making my own wine. Be drunk while you're going through it. <laughs> Um, when did you learn about the end times? I think the word is called eschatology. It's, it's a study I mean, how of the old end times. were you when you first became aware of it? No, only in the last couple of years because of studying the Bible and studying oh, really? Christianity. And, oh, okay. And Interesting. Anybody of... else don't believe in it that is happening? So everybody else believe that the end times are coming. Okay. Except me. Except one sinner. <laughs> when that... One lazy I don't know. Huh? Wouldn't that be funny that everybody believe in the end time and then uh, it doesn't happen and you're the one that's taken up? I'll go buy all their stuff. I know. Like, like Francie does. Uh, yeah, don't mention that name. That's a, the owner of the Prepper Society. Um, you know, I was thinking about because we've been doing a lot of talk about it, and I've read that in the Bible too. And when I was younger, I heard the preacher talking about the end time and that was going to happen. That seemed so long ago and nothing ever happened. And, and um, I, I know other, I've heard of other preachers who say the end time is tomorrow or next year. So you better move, you better, you know, sell your stuff and some preacher died recently. He said that, and I think he's dead. If he's not, he should be. Yeah, he's, dead. he's dead. And he told the people the end times are near. It's going to happen next year in January or February. And people sold their stuff. They quit their jobs. They went on a forever vacation because the end time was going to happen next year. Uh, I don't know how people believe that. You know, how can a human being tell you exactly when the end time going to happen and then you run and get rid of your jobs and then now the folks can't find work and, and they want to live with family members and stuff like that, right? And I've been hearing about the end time forever and it hasn't happened yet. But I, so in thinking about this and watching what's happening because God tells us that we need to watch and pay attention to what's happening because nobody knows when it's going to come. And, uh, but we need to pay attention to, you know, the signs of the time. And because I do radio and stuff, I've been paying more attention. And some of the things that the Bible said about it is happening. As Ryan was saying, it is really happening. And it's kind of weird that it is happening because the Bible said or predict that it would happen. For example, Ron mentioned Israel, and I ask that you pray for Israel. Israel is now surrounded by his enemies, and that's weird to me. It's now surrounded by enemies, and the Bible talks about that. Israel doesn't even have the support of our government, so they're kind of on, on their own right now. And to me, that's pretty serious. And um, um, I, I heard the... Uh, Netanyahu this morning on a, doing an interview on ABC or one of those stations, and they're, they're fighting with Hamas right now, 
And what they discovered is that Hamas had built tunnels from Israel underground, from um, Palestine all the way over to Israel underground. And so they started to kill the Jews and kidnap the people and stuff like that underground. And so when they, Israel started fighting back, he said they found 30-something tunnels that had been built from uh, Palestine over to Israel. 30-something tunnels, 36 of them. Isn't that amazing? And what they've done is they make them out of cements and stuff like that. And uh, they are real serious about it. But what's really evil about what Hamas is doing is that Israel tell the people in Pal- Palestine to leave town, get out of the way. We're going to be attacking this particular area. But Hamas tell them to stay, and the people end up staying, and they're getting killed. Children and women and innocent people are being killed. And then Hamas say, look, they're killing our young. They're killing our the innocent. And now Hamas is starting to convince people around the world that Israel is the bad guy because they're having this false sympathy for the children that are being killed. And in that emotional state, they're starting to believe a lie. And to me, that's pretty serious. Uh, and, and we now have people who believe in the enemy because Hamas doesn't like anybody. Well, they don't like Christians. They don't even like their own people that they could put them in harm's way like that. And so we should be watchful of those type of things. Um, also, I've noticed that, oh, one other thing about Hamas is that our country gave Iran, Iran over $2 billion, right? And you know, Iran is a dangerous place for us and Israel. But they gave them over $2 billion just to keep them talking about nuclear weapons. And so Iran is working with Hamas, both hate Israel. And so they, they found out that Iran is giving some of that money over to Hamas and sending them equipment and all that kind of stuff. To me, that's mind-blowing. And they don't have the support of this country. They really don't have it. And you don't mess with Israel. So pray for Israel. Also, the truth, if you notice, the truth can't be told for the most part in America anymore. You cannot publicly tell the truth about abortion, about same-sex marriage, about liberal women who are destroying this country, about well, you can tell the truth about blacks now because they don't care about blacks anymore. Uh, about illegal aliens, you cannot tell the truth. If you do, you lose your job, you lose your career, they take away from you, and they treat you as a criminal. Have you noticed that? And to me, if the truth doesn't exist anymore, then there's nothing left to, to stop the destruction that's going to bring on the end times. And, and uh, what's the name mentioned that the truth is taken out of the public schools. They're take, the truth has been taken out of uh, public square. And so we now have generation and generation of children 
who are growing up believing in lies rather than believing in truth. And so just imagine how destructive that's going to be as they get older. We have people who don't uh, respect authority. They don't respect police officers. They don't, and then you have, uh, they don't respect police officers because they don't respect their parents anymore. The kids don't respect parents. Kids can literally curse at parents right now. And you paying their rent, buying their food, and they can curse you out in their home. And the parents just take it. Just imagine what kind of folks those, are gonna, those kids are going to turn out to be. They, um, parents are now allowing girls to bring their boyfriend to live with them in their homes. So the solid foundation of that is gone. They're not going to have values. They're going to believe lies. Um, and it's happening more often than not. It really is. And it's just mind-blowing. So I'm concerned that I think we need to start paying attention to what the Scripture is talking about concerning the end times. And I think that if we pay attention to it, and I want to get into that in a minute, how do you pay attention to what's going on so that, because the Bible says no one knows when it's going to happen. No one knows when Christ will return or when it will happen, but he does tell us to watch out for it. Why, look at the signs of things. All right? And another thing I noticed, and I go to him, is that for the first time in my life, finding a strong man is like looking for a needle in a haystack. It really is. I've never seen men such as I see today who are angry, who are doubtful, who are unwilling to work hard, who are judgmental, who gossip, who, when they get married, they become little boys to their wives, who, um, I remember I was counseling with a man and his wife, and the man is a... Uh, he is a, um, he builds houses, you know, he's a builder. And he wanted to, he had gotten his job offer to build his house for this woman, right? And the wife did not want him to do it. Now, he has his own business. This is how he made money. The wife did not want him to do it. And so when I asked the wife, why don't you want him to build a house? This is how he earns his living. She said, because I had a dream that he was cheat, that this woman wanted to cheat, mess around with him. She had a dream. And they're having a serious argument about that. And she is convinced that this is why this woman hired him, because she wanted to sleep with him. But, and so the guy had avoided doing that job because he didn't have the courage to go out and do it because his wife had a stupid dream. And so I asked her, do you have any proof? No, I had this dream. 
but you can have a dream after eating ham hocks at night and going to bed. Or you could be thinking this in your mind and dream about it. That doesn't make it real, right? And the guy was not going to do that because his wife thought that he was going to cheat. He was not going to go out and make the money to provide for his family. And so later on, the guy called me on the phone and he said, uh, I don't remember the conversation exactly. <laughs> oh, I think he said something like, so you don't think, asking me, you don't think I should build that house, huh? I said, um, personally, I think you should. Your wife, you have not cheated. You're, you know, it's just a stupid dream that could come from worry, could come from anything. I said, personally, I think you should build a house because this is how you're earning your living. This is your business. You know, you got to build a house because if you go along with this, with this one woman, then every woman that hires you, you're not going to build a house because she's going to have another dream. And this is an opportunity that leads to another opportunity because he's a good builder, really good, sincere builder. And so he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go do it. And he went and did it. He went and built the house. But he didn't tell his wife he was going to do it. And when she finally found out that he had done it, and she's like, I told you not to build that house. Why did you do it? He said, Jesse told me to do it. I'm like, what? He said, Jesse told me to do it. And so I told him, I said, you know what? You're pathetic. You are a pitiful, poor excuse of a man. Even if I were going to, if I did and she asked me and I was scared to say, I did it because it's the right thing to do. I would have just said it anyway and dealt with the consequences. But he's like a little boy with his wife. Like a little boy. And again, I'm not saying a man should play macho or be mean. But I'm saying a man is a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. It's okay to be a man. But it's a sign of the end times. I think it is because men represent God on earth, represent Christ on earth. And we are the one that's supposed to be the light of the world so the rest can see how to follow. But men are pitiful in so many ways. And I've never seen anything like this before. It's just, I'm sure my grandpa is turning over his grave over and over and over. He's like swirling around in the grave become men are weak. And another thing I realized about men, they don't love. They don't have love. And we're supposed to have the love, God working through us. But men do not have love because if they had love, love cast out fear. So if they had love, they would have courage. Their lives would not be dictated on what they would gain or what they would lose. An example of that is, uh, what's this guy's name? Stephen, what's his name, Patrick? Smith? Stephen, Stephen H. Smith. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith. He is a black commentary on, on, on what's that sports channel? Yes, yes. Pat, you know I need you around. You do all my thinking. <laughs> yes, 
I do the talking and Pat do the remembering to remind me. He does that. Um, ESPN commentary. The other day, uh, well, sometime a week ago maybe, uh, Dungeon, Coach Dungeon. You know what that is? Huh? He was with the coat. Yeah. He was with the coat. A black guy, again, he said he would not have taken on Michael Sam on his team. And Michael Sam is the black homosexual that came out and gay and proud. And remember when he mouth kissed? Uh, and Stevens, I mean, uh, Dungey said, I would not have taken Michael Sam on because, in short, it would have been trouble. It just been one thing after another. And they went after Dungey for saying that. But Stevens stood up for him. And he said, look, in short, I understand where he's coming from. It doesn't mean he hates homosexuals because he said he wouldn't take him on because it will bring on distraction from the media. And then the other football players who are against that, there's going to be great concern in the showers. You know, that's just reality. And he was attacked, and, and this guy stood up for him. I mean, I was so proud of him. He just stood up for the guy in a truthful way and the right way. When I saw him standing up for this guy on TV, it occurred to me that he's going to lose his job. He will lose his job because you're not allowed to be that honest in the media or in the public square. And so lo and behold... Um, the subject came up about, oh, there's a football player who has been accused of beating his woman, his woman. And I think if you watch it on the news sometimes, you can see him dragging her off of the elevator or something. I don't know who that is. I don't remember all these names. But there was a discussion about that. And so they were just going off on the men, talking about how bad the men are, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Stephen said on TV, he said, look, and he went out of his way to be nice about it, to just to make sure they knew he was not attacking women or was not saying that abuse is fine. He went way out of his way. And he said, look, what we need to consider, too, is who, why, is these, why these women are provoking the men to do this. Women need to look at that to see why they're provoking it. Because, you know, a, a violence just, just happened. And, he, and he, he, he even went out of his way to talk about how bad men are. He's like, yeah, some of these men are just abusive. They're real bad. He just went way out of his way. But he's saying that we need to look at both sides of the story here. We need to be fair. And now he's under serious attack by the women. He's under serious attack. He, I per, uh, short of a mir, mir, miracle from God, I believe he will lose his job now because he spoke the truth about some women and he spoke it about men, but you can't say it about the women. You can only say it about the men. And now women are responding there saying, oh, one woman said, I feel naked. <laughs> I'm an abused woman. Now I feel naked. And some woman that work at the network says something like, whatever, crazy about it. But I believe he's, going to, he's not going to make it through this one because you're not allowed to be honest. You can't be fair in the media anymore. 
You can't be fair in some churches. You can't be fair in some events now. They're shutting down the truth. They're killing it on every corner. And what's sad about it, sad, 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 sad about it, many men are giving into it because they're afraid of losing jobs, they're afraid of losing this, and they're afraid of losing that. They're afraid to be called woman hater and all that kind of stuff. It's mind-blowing what's happening. So the end time is on its way, I think. Yes, sir. On that last subject that you were talking about? Yes. About women, how they provoke men? I think of it like this. If somebody's messing, you know, poking a rattlesnake, and then just keep messing with it, keep messing with it, and then they get bit, you aren't going to blame the rattlesnake. So yeah. that's, that's what I have to say about the... One thing, that I, I, one thing I liked about what you said is that he wasn't just talking about looking at women provoking men. He was also talking about, because they're abusing women toward men too. So he was talking about looking at men provoking women as well. His point was, we need to be fair in this. Because sometimes people just say things and it's not true and all kind of stuff, but they don't want to hear that. Absolutely don't want to hear that. Yes, sir. And just I just want to say the um, when you said when is the end times going to start? Yes. And I think the whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God, a solid you know because the Bible's most a lot of it's poetry. It seems like poetry. One solid fact and unmistakable prophecy that's come true is one that Ron already brought up that anyone, whether you believe in God or you hate God for whatever reason, your reason for hating God is usually it's something because you know that it's true and that's why you hate it because yeah, it's the truth. Absolutely. But other than that, if you claim that you are you know, a normal person and you just hate, you just against it for whatever reason, you need to investigate that prophecy because at that point, if there is, you know, all of it would have to be faked, which is unlikely, or it would have to be, some of it would have to be true, being all of it being true. Yeah. So. Um, Do you believe in the end time? Well, yeah, there's too much, there's too much going on, like, in regards to um, just opening your eyes, you can see a new world order and the collusion uh, belonging like never before, you know, on, yeah. you know, out in public, collusion between the nations. There's a new world order coming on. There's um, a, abuse of power. Um, in in a much more cowardly way, yeah. you know, and people are are um, are not ashamed of that. They do it out in public, and, and it's a, and no shame or anything. And anymore. and and we do have the sort of um, technology and things like that for certain other prophecies to come into play. Are and, you a prepper too? Um, we're we're all into you know um, survival. <laughs> so you know, I you and your wife. Yeah, I have a you know a ninja sword on the wall. So as soon as the, <laughs> as soon as the wall, you know the bomb goes off, I'll be up in the tree, you know, just slicing people up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me say this. <laughs> oh God, man, you're funny. Um, I can see you and your wife doing that too. <laughs> your your wife is like, this is crazy, honey. And she just goes along with it, too. <laughs> because she respects her husband. Um, I realize that something is happening, and it's serious. And now, I don't, I don't know exactly what end time means, because what I've been taught about it 
about the Bible and what God's been saying, I've realized that everything I've been taught so far has been wrong. It was an intellectual truth, but not a spiritual truth. And that's why I'm bringing this up. It's best not to assume that you know what it means unless it is truly revealed to you. I would not take any man's word at it because most people are speaking from the intellect and not being instructed by God what things really mean. And when we learn things intellectually, it causes us, it brings on fear, anxiousness, and it causes us to overreact in a wrong way. And I think that's why we have a lot of preppers who have lost a lot of money in food and water. And I have a good, a good friend of mine who had, was riding around with gasoline in his car. I'm like, are you crazy? And Doug and I had to make him throw it out yesterday. And I said, why are you having the uh, gasoline in your car? He was like, uh, to be prepared. Uh, something like that, to be ready or something. I'm like, the only thing you're prepared for right now is to blow yourself up <laughs> in your car because the fume that comes from that stuff is what started a fire, not the gas itself. And so we made him throw it out because he got real scared and he threw it out. But, that's, but that comes from hearing intellectual truth instead of revelation from God. I'm telling you. Because a lot of people just giving us the Bible, giving us back what they have learned from the Bible. It's like going to any school, reading the Bible, learning the words, and then just throwing them back on you. When they are supposed to be pointing you back to the God that is within you, the Holy Spirit that is within you, so that he can reveal things to us. But they become your God when they can convince you intellectually. And that's why... I'm saying I don't really know what that means yet, but I do. I am paying attention to what the Bible says when it says pay attention to the times, signs of the time. And those things are happening in a serious way, in a very serious way. And so what I would urge you to do is to just pay attention. I would urge you to forgive so that God can forgive you. Don't have any anger against anybody at any time. There's never a reason to be angry because when you're angry, you're separated from God and you're living a life of darkness and you can be deceived in that state of mind. You really can because you may know about God, but you're not, you're not seeing what's going on from him. We're supposed to live a life of revelation and not a life of words and all that. One quick story because of time here. Um, on, uh, what's the day? Saturday, I was called to visit a family because the husband was on the edge of suicide. He was on the edge. He was about to commit suicide. He was just, when I got there, he was just, he, poor guy. And he, he was depressed. He had fear. It's like nothing was working for him. And his wife and kids were tripping out. And so they said, well, can you come and talk to him? And I went over to talk to him. And all that I said to him, I said, look, man, the only reason that you're feeling the way you feel right now is because of what you believe. 
the way you're thinking. You're falling into the temptation of the imagination. I said, because the environment is still happening, there's nothing going on in the environment that is making you feel this way. It's not about losing a job. It's not about losing anything. It's what you think about it. I said, right now, you've overreacted to your situations in life, your challenges, and the devil have crept in out of that anger and that overreaction. He, you believed a lie that was in your head, given to you by your father, Satan. I said, so the problem is not what's going on. The problem is what you think about it. And if you just start looking at what you're thinking right now, how you began to fall away, the first thought that you grab hold of and it started you, it caused you to sink into the abyss of hell within yourself, you can come out of this. You don't need to die. And I'm telling you, that guy started looking at that. He was like, oh, yeah, I, started, I remember when this happened. And this guy, is not even, he didn't even know me. His wife knew me, but he didn't know me. And he started really looking at when he first overreacted to something and what he thought about it. And then he realized that uh, he, it was about his future and about his past, which don't even exist. He was worried about things that doesn't exist. But each reaction and each word East uh, lie that he believed took him further and further into the darkness. And when we got to talking about it and get him to really see it, he came out of it and he couldn't believe it. He started to feel better right away and he could see that he had believed a lie. He had been overreacting and now he's mad at everybody. He's angry at everybody. So one lie just leads to another judgment, another anger, and it just causes you to sink into hell. And so this guy just came out of it, I almost boohoo, to see that kind of miracle happen. And I say that to say this, if you stay away from anger by not judging yourself or anyone, I don't care what happens in your life, I don't care who is doing it to you or have done it to you, do not be angry about it. Forgive. And when you can forgive, God will forgive you. He will forgive you. And then you can be aware about um, the signs of the time because they, it would be revealed to you. And you don't have to take the word of a person. It will be revealed to you. Even if you never saw the Bible, it will be revealed. But if you have any anger at all, you're not going to hear from God and you're going to overreact to the world around you. People can come along and make you do anything. They can scare you. But you've got to get rid of the anger. One thing that the guy was doing, too, he was blaming everybody else for what he was going through, but he, he took no responsibility himself. He blamed everybody but self. And I said to him, you are responsible for your action. No one else is. It's not what someone else has done to you. It's how you, what you have done to you. And he starts to see that, too, and that helps. So I say that to say this. Never, I don't care what kind of situation you're in, never, ever blame anyone for being in that situation. Because if you were able to see, you would not have ended up in that situation. And so the best way to be able to see and come out of that situation is take full responsibility for your own action. And you can be free just like that. And it's so hard for the ego to say, you know what, um, I'm wrong. You know, I didn't see this. It's my fault. Because every time you, 
the ego starts to, you want to get out of there, the ego say, well, what about this then? They did this to you. And you listen to that lie, you go, oh, yeah, they did this to me. And I'm like, no, come back to reality. Do not blame anyone else for your issue because you're in denial and God cannot help you so that you can see what's going on in the world. God loves us. He's given up to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there. The problem is 99.99999.9, but not all. Not all, not all, not all. Most people never hear from the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit is not going to communicate with you when you have anger. Because it's of darkness, it's of the devil. So you're not hearing from the Holy Spirit. And it's there to help us. He is there to help us. But you've got to forgive so that God forgive you and you can wake up and start seeing things. That makes sense? Anybody disagree? Any questions or comment about that? You have a short question or comment. Just a comment about it. Uh, when you truly see uh, what you have done to get yourself into the situation that you're in, I mean, really see, it's very easy to forgive. That's right. It causes yeah, you to forgive. It's very easy to forgive. But, Which, but as, long, as, long as, you, as long as there's any blame that you're shifting to the other party, Yeah. okay? Yeah. You won't, you won't be able to forgive. You won't be able to forgive. And, and I want you to remember that when you admit that you're wrong, don't forget Satan is going to whisper in your ear, well, what about this? What about that? What about when they said this? And you'll find yourself back in darkness, like, oh, yeah, that's right. It wasn't all my fault. It is your fault because you're blind and can't see. And one of the things that's bringing on the end times today is that most people are blind and can't see. They're absolutely blind and can't see because if they could see, they would have no fear. They would have no doubt. The only person that they would fear would be God. And that's the last person that they fear. Most people do not fear God. Because if you fear God, you wouldn't judge yourself or other people. You would never be angry. You would never make decisions. You would never have opinions. You would love your fellow man. You would love your enemy. You would have courage if you, uh, if you truly loved God with all your heart, soul, and might, and nothing else before him. So you've got to forgive, folks. There's never a reason to be angry. I blogged that this morning. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. There's never a reason to be angry. Check out my blog. But I'm telling you, and people are angry. Oh, yeah, I love the Lord. Then what are you angry about? How can you be of love and of anger at the same time? Don't let anyone convince you that you can be angry. It's a lie. It's a setup. You're not of God when you have that. And when you get away from that anger, things start to work out for you. It really does. He'll just work it out. You start to grow spiritually. All right? But you got to forgive. We need your uh, tithes and offer offering. Appreciate your support. Also, check out our school, Bond Leadership Academy, for boys and girls, grades 1 through 12. Uh, we uh, finance 
we give grants for those kids who can't afford it, so we need your financial support for that as well. Check out my weekly radio show, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. Go to barninfo.org. But you got to forgive, folks. You really got to let the anger go. Then you can be free. And you can get over anger just like that. It ain't no process. It's a spirit that can be taken away from you just like that. All right? And you can be free. So don't let anyone tell you anything different. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for coming. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. Away from